Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I am your host, the Special Projects Council of the American Legion, Mark Seavey. You know, I realized the other day that my hello, hello, hello is a lot like the Matthew McConaughey. Uh, all right, all right, he, all right, all right, all right, all right. Only I'm like bizarro world ugly Matthew McConaughey, so it really doesn't have anything in common with Matthew McConaughey. But I was like, man, am I, am I, uh, Basing my podcast after Matthew McConaughey. Kind of a scary thought. It pretty soon we're just, we'll have to do a video uh, like a commercial where Jeff's just driving down the road in a really nice sports car and he's just sitting there listening to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I think that'd be great. All right. Well, without any ado here whatsoever, we are going to go to. Uh, I'm not going to say a very special interview because we say that every time, but this uh, this is a very special one. Uh, today we're going to be talking with Carrie Jeter of FreedomSisters.com. Carrie served as Miss Veteran America in 2015, and uh, I wanted to ask Ashley, when did you, when were you in the running for this? Was it the same so, year? Uh, no, I ran in 2019. I ran okay. in 2019, so Carrie came before, which was a good year. It was a good year before the shutdown. <laughs> I I did meet. Jeff Daly. The I, Jeff I didn't. Daly. I didn't know what the Jeff timing was, but I think that was the first time I ever heard of Ashley was when she uh, ran for Miss Veteran America. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, Carrie Jeter. She showcases on her website uh, women beyond the uniform and has been advocating for women veterans for a long time. Freedom Sisters uh, is the perfect combination of skills she learned in the Army and her passion to amplify women veterans. The only other job that Carrie has loved more than her military service is her role as a mother. She loves her kids very much. She has five, which is insane to me. Uh, and this organization helps to, to, she works hard at this so that she can pay off and dreams can come true. She's married to a veteran himself who I believe she said served for 20 some odd years. Um, and most importantly to Carrie is that she's a Jesus lover and knows firsthand the radical transformation that his love can bring to, a bro- to heal a broken woman. She's spectacular, so I hope you enjoy this conversation with her. And she is a member of American Legion Post 69 in Tenino, Washington, which, as you're about to hear, I should have been well aware of where Tenino, Washington was, but was not, because apparently I'm an ignoramus who has forgotten everything he learned in the military, which is probably pretty standard. But without further ado, let us go to Carrie. Uh, Actually, there will be some further ado, because we'll go to a commercial, and then we'll go to Carrie. But... Anyway, we will be back in about 30 seconds. Delete, delete. 100 Miles for Hope is back, and we're taking it to the next level. This year, you can choose over 40 different activities and track your progress on a handy mobile app. We have sweet swag to commemorate your journey, including tech shirts, baseball caps, hoodies, pins, patches, and challenge coins. All proceeds from these purchases support veterans and military families through the Veterans and Children Foundation. Head to legion.org slash 100 miles to get started. 
All right, now we are joined by Carrie Jeter with the freedomsisters.com. And as is uh, sort of our typical mode here, we will start with Ashley and then we will go to Jeff and then myself. So Ashley, all you. All right, so Carrie, absolutely adore you. I've had an opportunity to speak with you beforehand. I know all the cool stuff that you're doing, but our listeners need to know about all of the cool stuff you're doing from the you know, the seed of inspiration to how you are blossoming now with Freedom Sisters Media. Please tell us how you got started. Wow. Um, well, how I got started, actually, guys, before I even jump into that is thank you so much for having me. But um, how I got started was a literal dream. And Ashley, you and I spoke about your epiphany. And it was kind of like, I felt there was this like, instant connection. But, um, you know, a dream, a literal dream, falling asleep, and kind of a despair moment of like crying out like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? I've been out of the military for three years. And I felt like I had been called to continue to serve. And I just didn't it wasn't manifesting at all in, in that time. And so um, I went to bed a little, you know, discouraged and just open hands, open heart, crying out, you know, and um, in this dream, I don't know who I was speaking to an angel, a friend, uh, whatever. And this image flashed across my face with the name freedomsisters.com. And uh, I reached across the bed and grabbed my phone and Googled freedomsisters.com. And it was like, this domain is available. And I was like, there's no way like what? Um, and so that's like the, the origin story of Freedom Sisters itself, um, but you know, a little bit of the backstory is I was an advocate for women veterans in 2015 as Miss Veteran America, and that's really where I just fell in love with my sisters in a, in a different way, like um, understanding our legacy and knowing that everyone, their life doesn't look exactly like mine, but their service matters, and just loving them where they were in their story, that's where that... Um, deep admiration came from um, was during that time. And so I knew I wanted to continue to serve. And the thing that I realized in that, um, you know, time frame was that when somebody else believed in them or, or encouraged them or said, hey, we see you, this is just, you know, a hard time, here's a hand up, you know, there was this fire that was relit. And I feel that in the healing journey, you know, when we can come together and wrap our arms around and walk side by side with somebody who's experiencing something that's hard, that's where the real magic happens. And so I knew I wanted to help with that healing journey of other women to come on. And so the podcast is all about sharing our soulful stories of hardships to victories and everything in between to help those that hear our stories to overcome, heal and thrive in their own journey in this, in this world. Um, and so that's really what started it all. Um, and then as COVID hit and continued to have the conversation after the podcast recording was over, um, knew that women were in business as a higher rate of women veterans as a higher rate than our our non-veteran counterparts, we've grown so rapidly in the last 10 years, like 295% growth for women veteran-owned businesses. Um, but they were struggle. There's a lot of pain points um, for us business owners. And so the magazine kind of came from that to help share those stories and connect the consumer with the women veteran-owned businesses and nonprofits. And that's what we're doing now. So we've got the podcast and the magazine. Well, super impressed. All of the things. And uh, for our listeners out there, there was a common thread that... What just happened? 
nothing on our end. Oh, okay. Wow. That was super weird. That was extraterrestrial. That was bizarre. That was like, I've had another moment like that on the show for listeners. It was was definitely extra. Ashley's having her dream sequence in the middle of our podcast, which I think is. (laughs) I'm having another epiphany, people. Stop listening to the voices in your head, Ashley. That's all I say. Please don't do it this time. The things that guide me on my journey, please stop. Yes. Um, But excuse me, as I was, as I was. So, Carrie, um, you know, I I love that you are sharing with our listeners the the epiphany, that dream, that moment, that that pinnacle of what do we do in our second service? And uh, the fact that you and I are both tied together for Miss Veteran America is, is fabulous. I mean, you were, you know, the queen, the all supreme, the the title winner where you got to go around and meet all of these folks and continue to inspire women to to be them best selves, find that second service. And I'm so proud of you and what you're doing with your your business because your sisters media, like overall, or Freedom Sisters Media, excuse me, is incredibly important. And you know, I could go on all day, so I'm just going to throw it back over to one of the guys because they're already giving me that look. They're giving me that look for, for those watching. We got a talker. <laughs> I was actually, I was, for the record, I was not. I was just realizing that I had left my phone ringer on, but I'm sure Jeff, Jeff was going to jump oh, on I give, over it. I give everybody the look. Now, what may <laughs> surprise people is that Carrie and I are not connected with Miss Veteran America. I was not a contestant. Um, but... I wanted to I wanted to take you in the time machine and move you forward, Carrie, uh, because Ashley asked you about everything in the past. Just tell everybody everything <laughs> you're doing, so I could tick off like three or four of my questions when she does those sorts of things. Really good at it. Yeah. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna skip forward. You do you have pot you have podcasting you have the website and you have uh, the magazine. Now I was trying to find a connection because I want to I want to be connected. And your very your most recent podcast, you interviewed uh, a good friend of mine, Jennifer Marshall. So, and she's doing she's doing amazing things in in Hollywood, and uh, she's also a storyteller. So you're paired with storytellers. What is it like? What is it like working in all of these mediums with people who are are professional storytellers and and those who quite aren't that uh you then but you have to amplify them both so what is the experience like doing doing that work i love that well we're also connected because the american legion hello jeff um there's our bond (laughs) Um, yeah that place um so yeah i think that's the point you know i don't think you have to be a professional storyteller to have a story and those who may not be in that profession or may not feel like they have a story worth telling, we all do. And the commonality is that we served and that's the connection of all of our stories. But it's like a testimony, like everybody comes to finding their faith or their path through hearing somebody else's testimony that they can relate to. Not all of us had, you know, these Christian perfect home upbringings that, I mean, if we all just heard those stories, then our faith would be so dense. And so I feel like that even the women who feel like they don't have a story, they absolutely do have a story. Um, whether you're leading where you are, your your journey, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're, I don't think anybody's a happenstance. And what I like about what we do is we just guide the story. Um, so I do a little bit of uh, research on 
my um, guests who come onto the podcast and it's like, okay, well, I know this about you. So I'm going to like do a little digging because I want you to share that inner story because that's where the connections, that's where the vulnerability happens. And that's where the healing really, really takes place. So um, it's just about being their guide so that they feel confident in sharing their story. And we have some really badass women who are who are professional storytellers that get on and they just like kill it. And it makes my life easier because then I don't have a whole bunch of editing to do. But other than that, like it doesn't matter. Come on, share your story and uh, let's chat, you know. Well, I 100% appreciate that. And uh, and I'm going to pass it on to Mark. Because nah, I'm, this, because I'm shy, because I'm shy and uh, <laughs> really brief with words. You're, you're always so so but I did, silent. I, cool. Oh, I wanted to say you did point out that the Legion is our connection, but what I try to do, I wanted something that was ours. Yeah, not those not those other two. Because yeah, those other two they take everything from me. So I wanted to have. Well, uh, I I'm glad Jennifer is our connection. I adore yeah. her. I actually just talked to her yesterday. So. Um, uh, just as a friend. So yeah, glad we have that connection. See the, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I talked to Jeff yesterday and it exhausted me. As soon as we got off the phone, I went to sleep. It was, I think it was like five minutes of just turmoil. You know, one of the things I was noticing, so I actually was looking at you guys's Facebook page and then I got interrupted by something from a group that I'm in, which is like the infantry, uh, enlisted infantry Facebook page and I the dichotomy could not have been stronger in the sense that you know you guys have positive uplifting messages and you share you know positive experiences whereas my side of the table generally is just goofing on each other and it's not that we're not supportive of the other guys it's just we communicate obviously men and women communicate differently at a lot of times but how important is it for you to always stay positive on there? Everything I saw was literally like positive and uplifting, whereas every conversation Jeff and I have is usually one of us goofing on the other or trying to revel in, in the other's misery. But how important is that to you as a whole, just staying positive? Oh, I think positivity is empowering um, and it's a mindset shift. So, I mean, I I can sit in my pain and I could sit in this exploitive posture if I want to, but that is allowing um, others to win. And I don't want others to win in my story. I, I'm not the victim. I definitely have always strived to be the victor. And I think that um, really resonates better with women, especially when you're trying to empower them. Um, that's one of the most important things I feel is because it is our, like, let's talk Tucker Carlson, our service is not a mockery, you know, and, and it drives me crazy because there are a lot of other military things out there. And I love, I love a good duffel blog. Like I'm all for satire. And I think it's, you know, there's a time and a place for it, but like our service is important and it shouldn't be made fun of and poked at, you know, and I get it, gold, whatever, gold bonding parties and all of that. Those are kind of, you know, things they are fun and whatever. And you can banter with your infantry guys. But at the end of the day, like your service isn't a mockery. You guys did an amazing thing. And to empower somebody is so much better than to belittle or put down what they did for our country and so that's really what I'm trying to advocate over here is sharing this side of these badass brilliant women that are doing so many successful things and not focusing on those necessarily their pain points to sell or be Hollywood-esque or whatever right so positivity is huge in um, 
in making that empowering statement. Yeah, and, and I, I would say that we try to be, um, we do try to tell those empowering stories. There's nothing I hate more than feeding into the sort of the prejudice that civilians have against us that we're all, you know, at literally everyone that ever served suffers from PTSD and could go crazy at any minute or any of the other prejudice that exists about us, putting forth that positive image. And one of the things I noted is that you, you guys have sort of a, an undercurrent or even an overcurrent, I guess, of uh, sort of faith-based uh, positivity. And can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, I felt for me specifically, um, that was the missing, that was the gap in services that I felt was lacking in my transition, that there is so many resources out there for mental health and physical health and community and resume writing and all of these things. There's these incredible educational resources, but it was like, where, what about us that are believers, right? And that's where I felt a lot of my healing um, had really came to a completion uh, in knowing like who I am and my identity as a believer in Christ. And so um, I felt like that was lacking and surprisingly or not surprisingly enough, because I also have experience with first responders and there's actually a higher level of atheism in first responders than there is in the military, but women veteran community. We are more relational, obviously, than our male counterparts. That's just because we're women. But we have a higher belief in spiritual healing and and wanting that and seeking that. And so it was just kind of a natural evolution. Um, I definitely thought we were going to be more of like a ministry. Um, and that's not what's really progressed. God's using my gifts in media and helping share these stories in a different way than like preaching and teaching the word. Um, but it definitely is a part of my identity. And I go back and forth. Is it right or is it not? Um, prayer has been a part of some of our business plan as well. I've had people reach out to do like prayer live Instagram um, meetings and prayer hours or whatever. And I've, I've said yes to those things because there's nobody else doing it. And I feel like, but that's authentically who I am and I'm okay with, with, with taking that on. And surprisingly, I haven't had any real negativity around that. And I just keep marching out like saying yes and okay. Um, Fridays, we talk about faith and freedom. And those are the women's personal things that they do to cultivate their faith. And then on Sundays, I drop a scripture because it's Sunday and um, it's just, you know, a nice way to like begin the week, close out the week. And it's all around that week's guest. And so I just go and seek out, uh, you know, pray about it and put it out there for, for, um, and I get a lot of feedback on the praying and on the um, faith stuff. So, yeah, I found that, uh, I found that very heartening. I, I, you did have some nice comments on some of the scripture ones you quoted. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate for, for my part, I would say it's a good thing, uh, not a bad thing, but you know, I, to each their own, I suppose. All right, let's take our quick commercial break here and we will be back in just a second and we'll see you in a little bit. Delete, delete. The American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, we're back with Carrie, and actually she wanted to uh, add an addendum onto what she was saying before we went to break, so we'll do that. Uh, Carrie, you have the floor. I just, um, to expand a little bit more on like the faith and the business 
it's almost like the military, the chaplains, like we prayed before we deployed, there's prayers at meals. It just, it feels like a natural extension for a lot of us who served. It's not this like taboo conversation. Um, so that was, that's my addendum and yeah. I passed the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we always did it in the army. We do it before Legion events. Uh, it's not out of the ordinary to, to the, it might be come as a surprise to others who haven't served or whatever, but it does, it does play a big role. All right, Ashley, you are up. All right. Yay. So you are high speed and I just, and I have, okay, so let me back up. So I have been watching your magazine rollout and I am in love with the covers of your magazine that like what you're in three months. I'm really excited for April. I mean, so excited. Tell me a little bit more about how the magazine got started and I did see uh, a mutual friend of ours, Miss Charlinda Scales, on there, Matsas Queen. I saw that she was on. Um, what was it? Was it February? I believe. Yes, loved it. So tell me a little bit more about the magazine and and what you've got planned with it. Yeah. So the magazine's a monthly digital magazine. It's an app available on iOS and Android, and it's a free app, and you get the free ish. You get one free issue, which is the first one. Um, but other than that, it's a paid subscription, but it's incredible. It's just been this natural progression. Like I really honestly thought a documentary was next because I felt, I feel like there's not enough stories out there in, um, digital format and video, um, on TV, all of that. Um, so I was going to do a documentary Well, you can't travel with COVID. And so I did a pivot and a shift and was like, well, what else can I do to diversify? Because the podcast, although it's cool, I can add more podcasts every week or I could try to this media company I'm a multimedia company I want to produce another leg of media and so a magazine I was like oh, okay well I could do this because you know being public affairs in the army I led teams that were video photo journalists and all of that and so um, and then I'm a project manager as well so getting together a project is kind of my jam and so I, I'm like well I can't I can edit all day and I can do layout, but I can't write everything. And so I did a call to action on Instagram and LinkedIn and got over 30 women that were interested and that signed up. I mean, I only, I've only lost a couple of writers through, through the last six months. We've technically been a team since November um, and it's going really, really well. And so we write all kinds of things like one, we're women. So we're looking at the full woman in addition to the special community of women who served but we talk about lifestyle, healing, mentorship, which is huge for those who want to come up after us, um, which are actually applicable to for civilians. Um, then we had a, a history part. I think I already said that. We feature a women veteran business owner we call a founder. And then we feature a women veteran nonprofit leader each month. And then we have like her next mission, things that you need to know as you're rolling out from military or into entrepreneurship or benefits that maybe you're not utilizing. And then we also have that healing piece at the end. But the very, very, very end of each magazine, we have a thing called Be Her. And that's like to activate. It's like applicable stuff that you can apply to your life for that month to get you further down the road, whether it's an entrepreneur or healing or connecting with your community and how you can interact with us. And so it's been it's been really wild and a lot of fun, um, and I'm mentoring these women. I've got maybe three public affairs professionals on my team. The rest are just women who served. We have 30 writers. Five branches are all represented. 
technically we don't have the Space Force represented yet, so there's six, but we do have the Coast Guard, uh, which was, I have one Coast Guardie, but that's the counts. And we have over 272 years of collective service to this country and expertise um, from, I mean, education to the trades, to doctors, to PhD and public health. I mean, I've got I've got them all. So it's really, it's really a fabulous team and a, and a great adventure. Absolutely. Wow. I'm blown away. I mean, one to have all the branches there working on Space Force and to hear all the different, you know, categories and line items that you're, you're touching. And I will say, I do enjoy that, um, part of like the language and, um, like the graphics that you've used, like, you know, found her. So there's like a capital H E R for listeners out there. It's super clever and it really emphasizes her service, her story. And I absolutely love it. And I did see that as a social enterprise, you know, a portion of your proceeds are getting donated back to women veteran nonprofits. So super kudos on that. I think it's so great that women veterans are empowering women veterans and giving back to our community directly. So thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. It's, it's great. So each women, uh, each nonprofit we feature, we give back during that month to that actual nonprofit, but then we have bigger partnerships as well that we've been working on. So uh, really excited to see that all kind of manifest as well. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Okay. All right, Jeffrey, you are up. All right, Carrie, I'm going to consider you an honorary co-host because <laughs> your answer went into <laughs> some of my questions. Oh. They, <laughs> hey, I'm making that. a job easy. This is awesome. They do that to me all the time. So now I'm going to give you. Now I'm going to give. Now I'm going to challenge you because Holly wants us to talk uh, about it's super producer Holly. For those who have forgotten who she is, because she won't come on camera ever. But super producer Holly's been pushing us to talk about your American Legion thing. But the challenge is, is I want you to weave it in somehow. Bring <laughs> that into my question, and my question is about all of the. The, the, the platforms that you're using from podcast to website to magazine and the unifying thing is to tell stories. And I'm wondering, how do you go about deciding when you, when you hear someone's story, how do you know which place you're going to put them and then somehow work in the American Legion? Ooh. <laughs> Sweet. So I... I don't know. I, I guess I've always just had this like gut feeling and I kind of allow that to, to, I listen to my gut a whole lot, whether it's like flight or fight or whatever. Like I just really have always been um, using that as kind of my way forward and knowing if I'm doing the right thing or not. So how I have basically mapped out, I map out, I'm a planner too with, I love spontaneous and I always know life is going to change, but I like to have a framework. So I really plan out the whole year for the podcast, like what I want to talk about for the month, what the theme is around that. Same with the magazine. I have an editorial calendar. And so we know what we're writing about each month around this theme. And I start to kind of plug and play women who I know or women who I read about and then reach out and say, hey, are you interested? Um, I do try to, in the well of the magazine, which is the center, which is like the heart of the magazine, get those women who are a bit further down the road than the emerging entrepreneur or the emerging nonprofit. I really want her to shine because she's been doing this for some time. And so I select women who are, who are more established in their 
profession outside of the uniform um, to highlight them as the feature. But, you know, it's really just a matter of hearing their story and under- and seeing if there's a connection. And if there is, then it's like, let's go all in. This is what we can do for you. Things like that. Um, and, you know, fun fact, though, about how I even got on as an American Legion member was when I was with Miss Veteran America, we were at a parade. And so this is just like everyday life happening, right? This is just meeting everyday people. Um, whatever. I was wearing a crown. I'm sure maybe that was why I was gravitated towards. But, I mean... You know, I'm here to, I was there to walk through the parade and go to the um, American military game, you know, Navy versus, we were at, um, we we're at the Naval Academy. So anyway, we we're at the all, the military, all American, I don't know, it was some football game. So <laughs> um, it was fun. It was cold. We were at Annapolis. It was great. So, um, <laughs> but this guy just approached me. He's like, Hey, are you a member of the American Legion? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, here, fill out this form. And so, I mean, I filled out a form on the side of the street on a curb, you know, using the side of somebody's car um, and filled out this form and gave it back. And that's how I joined the American Legion. But I think that's just like the natural progression of us who serve. Like you just kind of, there's a knowing and you just have to listen to your gut and be connected to people who are doing incredible things and wanting to share their story and be a part of that. And so I think that's really really why or how I guess I select and continue to move forward and then if I don't get a great cover uh, if they don't provide me a great cover photo um, we either take the photo or for April we're going to be doing art actually um, on the first cover so we're we're showcasing a woman veteran artist on our cover for April. Well I just have a couple of observations after that very very good answer uh, you even met the challenge number one isn't that Signing a form on the side of the road, isn't that how we all joined the military? Or was that just, was that just yeah. me? Okay. Mine, mine was in a bar. And then I I really agree with listening to your gut, except during COVID, it's always saying pizza, which is becoming a problem now, uh, <laughs> rolling out of COVID. And, and I mean that Literally. in every way possible. In the literal sense. <laughs> right. And then I also wanted to point out, because we're doing connections and Ashley tried to one up me by having a personal connection with you. Uh, we all collectively, because our uh, one of our recent episodes was one of your early podcast guests, um, uh, Melissa Washington with Women Veterans Alliance. So the shows have a connection as well. So that's that's me doing my little homework. And she's homework uh, she's like the. Uh... Connector professional that Melissa Washington, you gotta, she's a good one to have in your corner. So, yeah, great. And I'm a part of that organization as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I've long believed that the answer to the American Legion membership problems was to have Jeff walk around in a crown and sign people up. So, uh, I'm hoping we can move towards that. I've got I, one I have you tomorrow. So, I have sort of a two part uh, question. It's, it's actually, it's one part, but the first is that on your website, I, there was a lot of statistics, uh, and in particular, I found them uh, about you talking about millions of women veterans, uh, and then you referencing Ashley's before. Instead of history, you have her story. Um, so first is, can you talk about the statistics that you have on your website? And it's specifically, it's on um, about how many veteran-owned businesses, the amount of consumer spending. And then second, it would be remiss if we saw the forest but didn't see the trees. So 
what is your actual story? I mean, we know uh, from talking to you that you you were a PAO, but we don't really like tell us a little bit about your experience and that of your husband as well, who I understand was a veteran. Yeah. So the statistics came from the Small Business Administration and um, IBMF. And so the there are 383,000 women veteran-owned businesses. Um, you're looking at a $1.14 trillion million market, trillion, million, trillion, million, trillion market um, through, for veteran business-owned, veteran-owned businesses. And, but there's a lot of times you don't know how to find them. And it's like, you know, when I, so say, for instance, I'm a homeless woman veteran and I go to wherever, I mean, they're going to tell you to go to health and welfare, right? And so you go and you start at health and welfare because they're the longest organization probably established to help single women or homeless, uh, you know, single parents, single moms. I don't, like, I'm totally blotching this answer. So anyway, you go somewhere where you feel like is the right answer, but you have this special thing about you that you serve this country. And so you want, you don't want to be just using anything. You want to connect with the resource that you're going to. And so I feel like that's the missing connection. Like I really felt uh, the magazine was that bridge between her business and the consumer or the woman looking for the service and didn't know where to go. And instead of being like this rabbit trail that you're going down to try to find, it's right there on your phone. You can always go back to it. Um, we're here to help you. And, and really it's like, you could reach out to me. I'm a live living person behind my Instagram, behind my email. You're getting me like, you're not getting somebody else. You're not getting an automated thing. Um, and so I think that was a big part of it and how, um, how my story goes. Um, and, and I don't know what you want to know, what you want to know. Um, so well, I, I, how did, I mean, what, did you join the military straight out of high school or like, oh, what was your own personal story? Yeah. When he said recruiter, I was like, wow, I, yeah, I didn't even have to get a recruiter. It was the craziest thing. So I joined, um, so I, was a teen mom and I had, I was actually on my second marriage and knew that that was going to fail at 22. So, um, I, I had a really crummy upbringing. I had a really lack of love in my family, in my home. Um, you know, single mom, young mom working lots of jobs. We had, um, probably undiagnosed mental health, definitely had addiction going on in our house with both parents, my dad and my mom. Um, you know, in and out of trouble, things like that. And so like I was establishing really crummy relationships early in life. And so I walked into a job interview with civilian clothes on for a human resource position with the Missouri Army National Guard at the 135th uh, first, re first attack reconnaissance battalion and walked into a military board. Four members behind the table were all in uniform, did the interview. They called me three days later, like, Hey, if you want this job, you got to join the military. Okay. Sounds good. I'm a fit. Was always an athlete. I need to be, I need to provide for my kids. Like I can do this. Um, and so, you know, sign the waivers, get the family support plan from right from the jump. Um, they called in a recruiter to come basically pass the paperwork off. Cause you had to have a recruiter and signed right there in the office. Um, got screwed out of student loan re reimbursement though. Cause he didn't know to ask that question. Um, and then got 
screwed out of it again when I became an officer because I didn't know to ask the question. Um, but I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that recruiters will screw you over? What? <laughs> we may need to do a whole story on this one. I know. And so, I mean, my my time to get into the military was so rapid. It was November 17th. I had the interview, and I was in basic training January 2nd. I mean, it was a quick ship. And that was my experience in the military. I was always guard. I was either dual-status technician on ADOS orders or whatever, but I was always guard, full-time uniform from that moment that I signed the paperwork and went to basic training. And so my, my time to get in was rapid. My time in was rapid. My, my rank, um, I went from E3 to O3 in six years, was rapid. I mean, everything was super high speed, low drag, like get after it because I wanted to provide. I really wanted the life that I had that I grew up with. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent because we all have our own things. But, you know, I wanted more stability and more love. And that's like the one thing I know my kids will tell you, like very first thing they'll tell you is my mom loves me and they all know that. And I wanted to provide the stability and that safe environment so that they would feel loved, so they wouldn't go seeking it the way that I did and all of those things. Um, And so, you know, I served in Missouri, Maryland. I did one deployment to the Middle East, um, Kuwait, and we were building partnerships throughout the Middle East, the drawdown of Iraq and all of that. Um, and then I came to Washington State to close out my career, worked on um, public affairs here. I worked in HR, finance, training, operations, PAO, and then instructor. It was an instructor for officer candidate school. And I got out because I had surprise baby number four after 10 years of not believing I could still have children um, for various reasons in my body. Just wasn't doing what normal things you right so um then surprise you're pregnant and I just felt like that was my ticket out um I was getting ready to pen major I was getting ready to take a command and I knew that was going to be 60 plus hours a week and there was just no way I could put you know such a delicate little life um in somebody else's hands that way because you know when I had my kid at 16 I was back in high school in two weeks and he was with me so it wasn't like I I had to ever like really entrust somebody else to take care of my kids that way. Um, And then my husband, yeah, he served 26 years in the Army. He uh, was a JFO, Joint Forward Observer, Infantry, Ranger, Drill Sergeant, Audie Murphy. Like, I mean, he's impressive. Helicopter, accident, um, survived RPG attack right through his uh, Humvee and all kinds of things. So he's, he's incredible. His body at 47... I'm 30, I'll be 38. So he'll be 47 next week, um, you know, is that of an 80 year old man, but good gosh, he's such a good man. Uh, and, uh, he grew the whole beard, his bald head grew the beard, but we just recently shaved it. So it's got like a, eight, Oh, what a quitter. Eight, he's got eight, eight inch, you know, the eight, whatever guard all the way around. Um, but yeah. you know, he's still a beast and he's such a sweet man and really, is a God written love story between the two of us. And we just both had a lot of brokenness in our own stories, but the restoration that has happened for both of us has just been, it's, it's all like all like it, it is, it's a God thing. So it's really that's, cool. So that's beautiful. great. And that, oh. that's very sweet. I, I will tell you, though, if I have surprise baby number four, I'm going back into the Army and I'm deploying nonstop because I can't. I, I, three is it. I'm out on three. Done. Done, 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 done. Yeah. Well, I birthed five now total. So um, I'm oh. done, done too. Uh, but ironically, we um, 
we went to fix that issue, and the <laughs> week before we found before the procedure, I found out I was pregnant. So oh. he's meant to be there, little Eli. He literally has rounded out our family in ways we didn't even know needed to be uh, rounded out. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Three kids under five during a time of pandemic is enough to age me. <laughs> I, like I feel like Pagoda. Like from. I am so ancient now. I can barely even sit up straight. So I think the problem is is that it's an odd number. I keep mine at an even zero. Yeah, it's so. well done. <laughs> keep that streak going, Jeffrey. <laughs> Carrie, we could not appreciate you uh, joining us enough, and such a. I'm so glad we ended on that story because I think it's it, like Ashley said, it's ridiculously sweet, and uh, it's so great to hear. So, Carrie, thank you for joining us, and to the rest of you listening, we will be back after this short commercial message. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, we have just completed our interview with uh, Carrie and it was the quite the ending there that that story is super sweet we will start with you ashley what did you uh take out of this so carrie is an absolute inspiration i am so proud to to have finally kind of been acquainted with her learn her story and everything that she's doing is going to continue to bolster the amazing women in their second service after they've left the military and i think what she's doing again is it's so admirable. It, it's admirable. I love it. I love everything she's doing. So follow her, check her stuff out for all of our listeners out there. She Carrie's got everything going on. She's doing everything right. Jeffrey, I would say that the the uh, mastery of telling stories on multiple platforms is a rare thing, and being able to pull together a team. Uh, that specializes in each one of those and lead the team that specializes in each one of those is uh, it's not an easy task. And it's uh, even beyond the stories is the storytelling, which uh, I found, I found her uh, expertise in all of the venues to be um, really impressive. We're, we're still searching for a venue where I have mastery over it. Uh, it's <laughs> obviously not podcasting or blogging, but uh, I mean, eventually it may be some sort of virtual reality, something rather. Yeah, I mean, her story is, is great. And uh, it's, you know, to, to come from, you know, a, a, a tough place like that. And to, I mean, she's got it. She's very well-rounded. She's very well-spoken. She has a great life. And to me, I honestly do appreciate the, the positive uplifting message. Uh, it's not one that I purvey in generally uh, because, you know, guys do communicate differently and I respond well to people goofing on me, but boy, it's nice in this world where everyone fights about everything nonstop. It's nice to kind of find a, a safe space like that. So uh, everyone should definitely check out um, her website whenever you can. And uh, again, she said, you know, if you send an email or check it out on Facebook, it, it's going to be her you get. But as far as us, uh, remember to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. 
while you're there, rate and review us. If you want to send us some feedback, we would we would very much appreciate any feedback uh, feedback you have for us. And you can send us an email, tangoalphalima at legion.org. Uh, we're still waiting for things to, to flood our email, and we're not getting it. So y'all got to start writing stuff to us so that we, uh, we know you're out us. there listening. You'll yeah. actually get us. We should learn from, we should learn from our guests. It would be, it would be, yeah, it'd be nice to have a, a name with a, you know, the number of viewers we have. If, if we knew three or pe- four people we were talking to, that make, that makes it easier on us. So, either way, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for uh, supporting us all along the way. So, we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>